When you say you want to own your own business, you better be ready to own your own business. Because there are a lot of days that I don't recommend ownership to anyone. I really don't. As entrepreneurial as I am, and a coach, a business coach, that I love to help people grow businesses, but there are some days where I will tell people, go work for someone else. You will avoid more headaches and make good money. Honestly. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Uh, If you guys are not subscribed uh, to the YouTube or pod channel, feel free to do so because each week I put out this content because I really care about your business. I care about you growing and succeeding. So hit that subscribe button right there and uh, turn on your notifications. And on every Tuesday when I put out a new episode, you'll be the first to see it. Uh, So today um, we have a couple different things. we have a couple different things going on, uh, as always, but uh, it's the grind that gets you. Isn't that the case? It's the grind that gets you. We use that expression, the daily grind, uh, to describe the toughness of what we do, um, our daily duties, our work routine. Um, running a company, running a business, you know, it's the daily grind um, that can get you. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. So the word grind has two different meanings. The first one is to wear down, reduce, or crush into powder. The second one is to smooth or sharpen or polish by friction or abrasion. Two totally different meanings for grind. You know, years ago, I used to hear the phrase. I haven't heard it very much anymore. Um, And and that's the phrase, keep your nose to the grindstone. Uh, It came, it actually came from the old millers who checked the stones uh, that were used for grinding cereal. they would check them by putting their nose to the stone um, in order to smell any burning. So that's where that phrase, keep your nose to the grindstone, um, you know, they didn't want any cereal burning. And uh, that's where we got that. So we experience the daily grind today, uh, but we can either allow it to crush us, allow it, allow it to take us down, um, allow us to crush our dreams, or we can allow the grind to polish us and lift us up and polish our dreams and make our dreams reality. It's entirely up to us. You can either pick option number one to wear down or option number two to smooth and sharpen. It's entirely up to you. You know, we make choices every day. We have uh, God has given us the free will to make choices, 
And uh, it's entirely up to us how we think. Um, so I want you to think about that. We, we hear about the grind. It's the grind. And you see all these uh, pictures of, you know, guys pumped up. It's the grind and all this stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, the, the, it's the daily grind that gets us. It, it's not really one big thing. It's the daily grind that can get us. When I'm interviewed and uh, for different podcasts or different presentation, um, I often get asked, um, what was your toughest time in business? And boy, I never, I never had one huge thing that was just so tough that like almost took us under. Um, and I guess I'm fortunate because I know a lot of companies have been, you know, cash flow wise, two to four weeks away from completely going under. Um, I, I never had that. I never experienced that. I had some tough things happen to me, and I'll share. I've had some tough things happen to me, our business. Um, however, um, I just didn't allow them to take me down, okay? Um, again, we're going to go back to how we think uh, because it's the grind that gets you. It's how you react to the grind that gets you. So, we um, have never had one thing, one big thing. Um, you know, I never had to take, um, I never had to take me out of the game either. I've been, I've been healthy. I have, I have had a few surgeries that um, have maybe take, took me out for a week um, or something like that. But I've always been in the game, 31 years. Uh, basically, I've been blessed. But honestly, there are there are a few big things that could crush someone if they allowed it, and I'll share. So, I mentioned um, you know in the first seven years of my business, um, I sold one of the biggest jobs we've ever sold in history of the company, and that was a very large apartment complex who had um, 1947. Lennox furnaces, no air. So they wanted new furnaces and they wanted to add air. Um, and I did a really cool sales presentation. I stayed in front of the owner of, uh, it, was a, it was a very rare uh, case because it was a very large complex and it had a, one owner and a few little partners, but one majority owner. So he did all the dealing with me. He got three or four different estimates. Um, I was still in a garage um, I, you know, I quoted it, I stayed on top of it and, um, I, um, basically asked him, what's it going to take after weeks went by? I didn't get the sale. I thought maybe I lost, I didn't get it. And, uh, so I called him and I said, Hey, what's it, what's it going to take? He's, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Uh, I am a little concerned. I don't know if the air conditioners are going to fit between the porches out there because we had to put two air conditioners between the porches of the, it's a brick two-story um, complexes and there were several of them. And um, so as soon as I hang up, hung up with him rather, I, uh, I, got, I, I got one of our uh, team members, um, I threw two air conditioners in a truck and we drove over there and I got them out of the truck. I set them up nicely between the two porches and then I went and got him. I said, hey, you got a minute? And he did. And he came out and looked at him. He goes, wow. He goes, you got the job. Um, so I sold a, a million-dollar job. It was a million dollars to replace 
those units and um, add air conditioning. And we, I negotiated very well uh, for all the, all the systems and all the material um, on a big bulk price. And uh, we we made money. We made we made good money. And I called it mailbox money because we would work steadily all week in between jobs. We had crews out there working all the time. We had systems in place. There were maybe only four types of sheet metal fabrication for the entire job. So we knew what unit took what, and they all fit the same way. And it was like an assembly line, basically, for heating and air conditioning replacement. Very fortunate. Um, but anyway, um, so they're paying me. This mailbox money would come, you know, $25,000 checks at a time, just kind of coming in on a, not a daily basis, but uh, maybe every two to three days. And it's just it's just keeping us extremely busy during the slow times we have here in Ohio weather. And everything's going good. Um, and then he stopped the job and he said, um, we're going we're gonna to take a rest, rest for a couple months, and then we're going to pick back up on it. And uh, I'm going to do some negotiating with the banks, blah, blah, blah. So a couple months went by, and we were about halfway finished with the job. And a couple months went by, and he called me. He said, I'm ready to go. Let's let's start back up. I said, great. So I started right back up. Um, it happened to be in a slow time, so I, we were able to have several crews over there working and just working away. It was just perfect. And the first week went by, and the first two weeks went by, and the first month went by, and um, no mailbox money, no check came. I thought, well, that's okay. You know, they're getting regrouped and we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going at it. And we just kept working with no checks because he's always paid me on time. Always never had an issue with that. Well, it got up to around, um, 150,000 to 200,000 that he owed and we weren't getting any mailbox money. So I drove over there and I said, Hey, everything's going well. I said, we're working away. We're on building, you know, such and such. And I said, but I don't know, um, maybe there's been a change, but I haven't got a check yet. And he goes, oh, 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 I'm still negotiating with the bank. What? Still negotiating with the bank. It won't be long. I go, well, Dave, I'm, you know, making all my bills. I'm working out of a garage, as he knew. And I said, I'm making, I'm making all my bills. I haven't let any, uh, none of my suppliers um, there, I'm not late on any bills so far, but I said, I can only do this so long. Um, just a small company. And, um, uh, I understand, I understand. So, um, you know, I kept working away thinking any, any day, any week we would get this check and, and it didn't happen. So we got up around 200 to 250,000 that he owed me. And I actually, um, had my supplier, the general manager um, who dealt with me um, called or wrote a letter to him and said, uh, we're just not able to let McAfee have any more of this equipment until we get a check. So I kind of had a middleman. And, uh, but anyway, I'll be honest with you, that, that was devastating for me. Um, I actually, for the first time ever, and I was in my late 30s, um, no, 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 no. I was in my mid-30s, and I started having heart palpitations. Uh, just worrying about that because I've never owed anyone. I've never um, owed anyone that amount of money, um, and we were still on time. But just the stress of thinking, how, how long could I do this? I started having heart palpitations. I had to go see a heart doctor, um, and he put me on a you know a, um, 
a, a heart relaxer pill or something. It slowed my heart rate down a little bit. Um, and you know, sure enough, two, three, four weeks went by. I finally got a check and, uh, we got back on track and we finished the job and everything went fine. But that was devastating. Um, at the time that was, uh, you know, that, that was, uh, just something you don't want to experience. Let's just say that. Uh, I don't care what size company you are, whether you're a company of two, five, or 500, you know, you don't want anyone holding out on you and not being able to pay you for months. Um, but that's exactly why we do residential work, and that's exactly why we get paid upon completion. I uh, just don't mess around with billing. Uh, that 60, 90 days stuff, that's not for us. We get paid upon completion and we move on, and our cash flow today is extremely healthy. All right, so that was number one. That was a big one. Uh, number two was um, we when we moved from the garage, well, uh, we were still in the garage, and I bought a three-acre plot in the Kettering Corporate Center here, where I'm at still. And it was 11, I got, I made plans for 11,000 square foot building. I was going to take 3,500 in the back, lease out the front, really nice area, had a nice pond next to us, just very, very, very professional. And uh, I signed with a contractor. We got building, got going and um, had a few issues with the contractor, but nothing, nothing that really stood out and uh, had the walls up. He got the walls up. There was no roof or anything, no trusses, but got the walls up, had certain supports all over. So I was having company. Actually, we were having company um, and um, I was going to bring them over and show them the building. Just having walls up was cool, right? So I went in there and I was marking off my office space with chalk and just so I could take them in and show them how everything would be. I went home for lunch and uh, waiting for them, my company, to show. And while I was eating lunch at home, I got a phone call. I said, um, you're Greg McAfee? Yes. You're building a building on Hempstead Station? Yes. Your building just collapsed. I said, no, it didn't. I was just there. It couldn't have collapsed. They said, yes, it did. You need to get over there. And I went over there and um, three of the four walls had completely collapsed. Um, evidently, they, they didn't have them supported properly. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I wasn't still in there when they collapsed. Um, but that, and then, okay, so then the builder, um, you know, he stops by and he's like, what did you do? Like, I did something. And, um, and then when he asked me, do you have insurance to cover this? I mean, I had a copy of his insurance and the bond and all that stuff for him to build. But why is he asking me that? Uh, long story short, he got it covered, but it delayed the whole building process. Had to start over, and uh, you know, so that was devastating. Um, and another one I thought of was had a good technician. We trained him uh, from scratch, and he was doing really good. Um, you know, he'd probably been with us two years, uh, and he was running a call. And we get a phone call that uh, actually I get a, a friend of mine who works for the sheriff's department texted me. He said, "Are you aware of what happened?" Well, that's not a, that's not a good phone call to get. I said, "No, sir." I called him. What happened? He goes, "Your truck, one of your drivers, they were just in an accident, and uh, I think they're going to prove that they were uh, huffing uh, canned air when they had an accident." So here it is. McAfee technician in a McAfee truck, and I can't make this up, folks, huffing keyboard cleaner while he's driving my truck on the way to a call, 
gets high, passes out, runs into a city building, not just any building, a city building, into the corner of it, totals my truck, causes thousands of dollars worth of damage to the building. While he hit, when he hit the building, the truck swung sideways and hit a park bench where two homeless people were sitting, broke one leg, and bruised up the other guy. They got one of those ambulance-chasing attorneys and sued us for thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands, actually, and they ended up settling for us paying the hospital bill and um, and settling out with um, like 10 grand each, and that's what it ended up. So, but I can't make this up uh, to get this. And by the way, the uh, news stations were there, and uh, they will uh, take pictures and put it all over the news and hear McAfee technician huffing air, wrecks into truck, hits two homeless people. I mean, it's just nothing you want to advertise. Okay. It's nothing you want to advertise. So those are three big things. But you know what? It's the grind. It's it's a normal grind of business. When you say you want to own your own business, you better be ready to own your own business. Because there are a lot of days that I don't recommend ownership to anyone. I really don't. As entrepreneurial as I am, and a coach, a business coach, that I love to help people grow businesses, but there are some days where I will tell people, go work for someone else. You will avoid more headaches and make good money. Honestly. Just this week, we had two technicians that had been with us a long time. Honestly, they were both disgruntled most of the time. Couldn't please them no matter what we did. They didn't want to work that many hours, and they were technicians on call. So you know how that goes. So constantly trying to pacify them, constantly trying to do things to help them, all this kind of stuff. Well, they both put in their two-week notice within 20 minutes of each other. Uh, Coincidence? No. Coincidence, they hang out together. All that kind of stuff, right? I'll be honest with you. What a relief. What a relief. Are we going to miss how many calls they run? Yes. Are we going to miss them complaining and crying and whining all the time? No, I've already had other people within the company say the same thing. They were tired of hearing it. You know, you just can't please people. And I was on the, uh, another quick story, I was on the Service Avenger um, platform on Facebook the other day. Great platform to be on. And somebody wrote on there that, a newer, a newer uh, employee, uh, been with him a short time, training, doing very well, came to the owner and said, I'm really concerned about, I'm, I'm going to have to have this surgery. 
I'll be off a couple of weeks and um, I'm really concerned about my income while I'm gone because I, we, we live paycheck to paycheck and we have to pay bills and all this stuff. And the owner, God bless him, new guy, he said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll pay you while you're off. You know, he took the high road. I'll pay you while you're off. So the guy went through surgery. He went through surgery and came back to work. The doctor excused him to come back to work, I don't know, a week, five, three days early. When he came back to work, threw his keys, phone on the table and said, I'm done. And then he called the company and said, am I still going to get paid for the rest of this week? Because I need the money. Low-life material, folks. Low-life material. However, the owner of the company took the high road and said, since I told him I would pay him, I will continue to pay him for the rest of this week, even though he quit and screwed us. That's what solid business owners do. They take the high road, they keep their word, they make things happen. Another guy will come along 10 times better than this guy, trust me. We'll have more technicians knocking on our door that are hardworking with a great attitude that will fill my two spots. I'm sure of it. Why? Well, I worship a big God, and it's nothing for him to help me with this little problem. Nothing. If he can part the sea, if he can raise the dead, he can help me find two technicians or four technicians who want to work, and I'm counting on it. And I'll keep you informed on that, by the way. But regardless, don't let the grind take you down. Don't let the grind ruin you. Realize the grind, face the grind, and you'll be much better off. The grind is tough. I will say that. But know that it's tough going in. Don't expect anything to be easy. It's tough. It's exhausting. It can wear you down if you allow it to. People can wear you down. You can't, they make poor choices. Huffing, huffing, not supporting walls. Not letting me know they weren't going to pay or didn't get approved to pay yet before I started the job back up. People make poor choices. We can't control that. But we can control how we react. We can control where we go from here. And we can control where we want to be in five years. We really can. We can plan for that. We can have goals. We can make it happen. So I'm going to give you um, a few powerful things right here. Powerful things that when you're stuck in a grind... These things, doing these things will help you get out of that grind or change the grind from the abrasion to the polishing, okay? And I like the polishing. It's fun. You stand out better, okay? All right. First of all, when you get down in the grind and it's, and it's grinding you away, Take a vacation. 
And like I've said in the past, it doesn't have to be a week. It doesn't have to be two weeks. Take a four-day weekend and get away for a while. Just get away from it. And number two, maybe for a week's time, try leaving a few hours early. Just go home early. Get away from it. Plan it. Put it on your schedule. Go home. Actually take a lunch, okay? Actually take a lunch. Call a business friend. Call a friend. Call your spouse. Take a lunch. Go somewhere outside that building. Enjoy a lunch. Get away from your business for an hour or two. It's not always easy. Didn't say it'd be easy, but it will definitely help you when you're in the grind. Learn something new. This is very important because we we are stuck in um, we are stuck in our own little world, our own little company. And honestly, a lot of us are if you if you get get us outside the conversation of what we do, we don't have much to talk about. And we need to have more to talk about. So find a hobby. Learn something new. Read a different kind of book than you're used to reading. Take a class. Yeah, take If you've never cooked, take a cooking class. Do something different. It changes your brain cells. It changes your mind. It changes how you think. It, tur- it turns that, it turns that uh, stone, that, that uh, daily grind stone, into uh, polishing. We want to polish that stone. Um, form a board of advisors. I've talked about that before. If you have any questions about it, how to form a board of advisors, I've helped people form several for, uh, board of advisors. It's uh, three It's three people you choose um, outside of uh, your attorneys and your accountants and your friends, and they're professional business people who want to help you grow, and you meet four times a year, but you get a different outlook on things. And number six, just my opinion, if you don't go to church, start going to church. If you if you go to church and you don't go enough, start going more. It made a difference in my life. I'm sure it can make a difference in yours. So don't let the grind get to you. Face the grind and keep plowing ahead. I hope this helps. Have a great day.